If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with. Every breath from my bronze pounded chest will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. Amanda Gorman in her President Biden inauguration ceremony poem. Welcome to Delmarva today. I'm your host, Harold Wilson. It's unusual to find the admonition to love your neighbor as the theme of the work of a nonprofit community developed organization dedicated to strengthening communities through such bedrock activity as housing support and development, lending and education. Yet this is exactly the theme expressed in the 2020 annual report of INCALL, a community development organization based in Dover, Delaware. Executive Director Karen Speakman says in their annual report that it is a fitting mission, given that we strengthen communities by providing essential services to our many neighbors. Karen Speakman is my guest this morning, and we're talking about InCall's essential services here on the Delmarva and in the Northeast region of the country. Karen, welcome to Delmarva today. Thank you, glad to be here. Well, I'm very pleased to have you here. Tell us about InCall and the essential services the organization provides. Give us, uh, to start with, if you don't mind, a, a brief overview of the organization. Sure. Well, I'll first start off with sharing that I think if the pandemic has shown us anything, it's the importance of home or a place to stay safe. And so NCOL has been doing affordable housing and community development work for 45 years and has become a leader in developing affordable housing and related services, particularly in Delaware, um, even though we do work throughout the Delmarva Peninsula. We are a say, mission-driven organization. Um, we have 40 people on staff, an annual budget of about $5.2 million a year, and we're constantly growing. We've grown from a small organization of three people and as I said already, there, we are up to 40 and we are started developing rental housing in rural communities in, with community-based organizations in 1976. Karen, what is your mission? Our mission is to strengthen communities through housing, lending and education. And then we have a 230 Vision North Star, um, which is thriving neighborhoods and equitable housing for all in the, on the Delmarva Peninsula. You also have, uh, I believe, a group of what you call guiding principles. Yeah. I found those quite impressive as well. Would, would you share a couple of those guiding principles with us? Sure. 
And these came out of our staff and board working together on a strategic plan and discussing what are our guiding principles. So they are, every person, whether they live in rural or urban communities, has the right to live in a safe, quality, affordable home. Every person has the right to live where they desire. Every person should be treated with respect and compassion without judgment. Every person has strengths to discover and cultivate. Every person can benefit from financial strength building tools. Successful home ownership begins with a fair loan and professional guidance. The credibility and financial integrity that is essential to our success comes from good judgment and constant follow through. The collaboration of staff and the board of directors is the formula for our winning team. Every day, a welcoming spirit and hopeful attitude advances our mission. Well, that's an impressive, uh, that's an, an impressive list. You, you mentioned housing development and uh, you mentioned other activities. Tell us about uh, the activities uh, you pursue and, and some of the services you provide uh, in uh, Delaware and, and on the Delmarva. Sure, yes. Um, so for what we call our intermediary services, those that are provided where our customers are nonprofits or in some cases for-profit um, entities, um, that includes real estate development. And it's a consulting service. We help others build housing, rental housing complexes throughout the Delmarva Peninsula using a number of variety of very technical financial tools, um, such as low-income housing tax credits. And then we have our loan fund where we lend money to other organizations to develop either affordable housing or community facilities or to affect economic development in some way. And then we have also our self-help housing technical assistance program. And that works out throughout a large, much larger region throughout the whole Northeast of the United States and rural community where we help nonprofit organizations oversee um, families building together their own houses. And um, there's a process to that and we can discuss each of these as well. So with rental assistance, or sorry, with rental development, real estate development, we help uh, nonprofits go through the whole process of developing those, that apartment. So, so it can be a community-based organization. It can be a, a uh, we've had religious groups ask us for their, our assistance. We work with versus Accomack and Northampton Planning District Commission. Um, it depends on the group and where they are. We work with a number throughout the whole Delmarva Peninsula. Um, we've helped over 60 communities be developed. They're in Seaford, Delaware. They're in Millsboro, Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, um, Exmoor, Virginia, the Snow Hill, Maryland, there's a, you know, a number of places, Berlin, Maryland as well. So a couple of, throughout the whole Delmarva Peninsula. Well, I was just gonna yeah, ask these, the groups that you work with um, on uh, the uh, real estate development aspect, just a, a couple of questions uh, for you. One, uh, who are these groups and um, how do they form and uh, how do they find you and also, who, uh, after they're built, uh, who do these developments serve? So um, 
Some are community-based organizations or um, gosh, some even started back in the 70s when they were, you know, the Methodist church and a community may have organized and said we needed affordable housing here. And they so they range from that to um, a little more larger ent entities that have like the Ministry of Caring in Wilmington has served the homeless for a long, for probably since the 70s as well, and wanted to provide housing for either elderly, um, for the elderly population. So typically these apartment complexes serve low and very low income families, as well as the elderly population. And um, they, some have rental assistance, so people only pay 30% of their income for rent and utilities. And in other situations, it's that the rent is controlled because they have a low income housing tax credit involved with them and they have set rents that still, you know, can really stretch somebody with, with a very, very low income. So we're always looking for ways to provide that assistance um, so that people, so that all people can, can have housing. But unfortunately, the way we're producing housing these days, and for instance, in Delaware, we only get enough tax credits to maybe develop, and that's just not us, but the state, to have three projects a year, you know, 150 units. It's just not enough, and we need to be doing more. And I'll just say that, frankly, a number of us are looking at ways to encourage the different governors to set aside some of the ARPA, that this recent act, Americans Relief Act, for housing, because there's just not enough housing units available. How do these groups use your loan fund money? They often use our loan fund money to, um, if they're going to develop it's like construction financing for either rental housing or for single family housing development. It's also used as sort of pre-development lending will lend so for someone can buy a site. And we've helped, you know, it's not only affordable housing, we've helped charter schools get started. We've helped uh, health centers, libraries. They're a big um, borrower of ours as well. And then we, often with those kind of community facilities, tie them into USDA's rural developments community facilities loan program. So that we are the, the short-term lender and someone else is gonna take us out. And hopefully it's a, and we try to find, help them to find very affordable loans for that purpose. Recently received a new markets tax credit allocation which is another way to subsidize the financing. It's, it's all, it's, all these things are complicated. I wish our government would stop trying to do these tax credits because it's a mix for, mix for wealthy lawyers and accountants. But anyway, but it does provide an important tool and we can right, reduce the interest rates on a sort of a, a loan to an organization. And we've helped with from things like a huge, what they call the FinTech building in Newark on the University of Delaware campus, Star Campus. To, we, we, this year we set up a very, this is the first time we actually got allocation of new market tax credits, but we set up what we call a good trouble fund, George Lewis, that serves smaller projects because usually new market tax credits serve much bigger, like 8 million and up projects. And so we wanted to be able to serve like the Latin American Community Center's new building that and has a daycare that's these first for essential workers. And um, a small building being converted into a commercial office on the first floor and then residential apartments on the second. Those kind of smaller projects. So we were successful in that and we hope to replicate that again.
just today that we got $1.8 million in community development financial institution money, which is used for us. We'll be using that to get out in the community and share and hopefully produce some economic drivers that encourage our economy to improve. So. Are you entertaining any new groups uh, today for uh, multifamily development activity or uh, are your resources already uh, completely uh, dedicated? For the loan, well, we're always looking for new projects, both for the loan fund and for our real estate development consulting work. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's hard for really small, you know, new organizations to get off the ground. We help some with the loan fund with that. For real estate development, you need to be a little more um, seasoned, I would say, as an organization to take on the complications of low-income housing tax credits, that kind of thing. So, so those are, are quickly our intermediary, pro, you know, intermediary kind of related programs um, besides the self-help housing program, which we would love to see another group on the Delmarva Peninsula. We have, we work with the Milford Housing Development Corporation in Milford, Delaware, who, is, who does an excellent job of this, using, utilizing this program and helping many very low and low income families become homeowners. Tell us what uh, the self-help housing program is and, okay. and, uh, and then your role. Sure, yes. So, um, Self-help housing is where families build their own houses together, sort of like the old barn raising tradition of the Amish and, and our and many forefathers of, of us. So families receive a loan from the rural development. It's a, typically a rural program, I should say. USDA, the rural development um, 502 loan, which buys the materials, pays for the materials, but the labor is primarily provided by the families. They provide 60% of the, of the labor that's required. So of course you, they don't do the plumbing or the level work, but, and those are subbed out, but they are doing everything else. They are doing the roofs, they are doing the framing, they are doing the foundations, they are doing the siding, you know, all the aspects of making this building a home. And many learn a lot of um, good skills in doing this. And it's single moms too. It's not just, a, you know, it's single moms, couples, older families, and they have other family members or neighbors get them to help provide that requirement of that labor. And then there's a, a, essentially a grant that is provided to a nonprofit organization to oversee or help these families build these houses. I mean, you can't just you have to find land, right? You can't just build a house anywhere you want. So the, typically a, a nonprofit organization would find land and then they have a construction supervisor that oversees the construction and helps the families build their houses. So what we do, we're sort of the monitoring a troubleshooting organization that helps the nonprofit. So we'll help train the staff so that they know what they're doing and helping them develop the marketing plans and how to get the families to, you know, find the families and help them apply. We, we, we provide all the tools that a nonprofit would need to run this program. And then we monitor and come in and help whenever we can. So it's, it's uh, we really enjoy that role um, as a technical assistance provider. And you do that across uh, the Northeast or in a number yes. of states in the Northeast. From Maine to Minnesota to Kentucky to Virginia. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, one thing, you know, we've recently been having a number of Habitat for Humanity organizations consider this program and that has worked well. Um, so we would welcome, you know, inquiries from 
those groups as well as other groups that are interested in developing single family houses for their neighbors. Well, how about here on the Delmarva? I think you said a few minutes ago that you would like to see another self-help housing group form here uh, here on the Delmarva. You're working in in uh, Milford, you said, and yeah. where do you have any groups that uh, have come to you and that are considering uh, doing a self-help housing program? We've had a few in the past, but nothing has seemed to, I mean, COVID certainly stopped a lot of efforts, but um, so um, we've been marketing limitedly. We're sort of, we're kind of limited by the funding, unfortunately, by the, by the federal government that's provided for self-help housing. So right now we have 10 grantees throughout the whole Northeast. We could probably add one or two more. And so we're working with a number of different ones, but nobody else on the Eastern shore. So we would like to see that. So uh, you listeners uh, on the Eastern Shore, I can vouch for um, the effectiveness of the uh, self-help housing program. And I encourage you uh, to get in touch with uh, Karen and see if uh, this might be a good fit for your rural community. And, and Karen, while we're on it, what does rural mean? Who? Who uh, I've I've given this little pitch now. Uh, what kind of community should get in touch with you? So all of Delmarva, except for I would is most of Newcastle County and Delaware is not eligible. Around Dover, just the Dover city limits is not, or a little bit outside of that is not eligible. And then um, Salisbury is not eligible. But otherwise. All the other areas, all those small towns are eligible. Well, I, I, I encourage uh, the rural communities in the, in the Delmarva to get in touch with you and see if this might be a fit uh, for, their, uh, for their community. Uh, Karen, you also have uh, some very significant uh, individual services that you provide, uh, home ownership, education, financial counseling, and, and, a, and a crucial one for right now, foreclosure prevention. Tell us a little bit about your, your work with homeowner education as an example. Sure, we're very proud of this program. Um, we are a HUD certified agency and all of our counselors are HUD certified, which is quite an achievement. Um, it's quite of a big test they have to take. Um, we've helped over 9,400 families buy a house in Delaware. So um, every year, this past year, it was 347 families were able to buy a house um, through our program. And what we do, we really believe in ed educating a consumer. We want you to be educated. You know what you're getting into, that kind of thing. So for homeownership, we help families understand the whole process of what they go through in terms of buying a house. What do points mean? What do all the, the mortgage jargon mean? how to deal with a realtor, where do you look for a house, those kind of things. And we have a number of professionals that come in and are now on Zoom do a workshop presentations about that as well. It's, we also have provide access to down payment and settlement programs, as well as special loan products that are available through various mortgage companies and banks. We provide this throughout Delaware, unfortunately not into Maryland and Virginia on the Delmarva Peninsula at this point. 
but it's a wonderful way for families to understand the whole process and what they're getting into so that, you know, you're not taken advantage of essentially. And this market is crazy right now, primarily, I think, because the interest rates have been so low and because of the pandemic, people, again, are realizing that they need a safe place to live and that's that they can afford. And unfortunately, right now we're seeing people rush into contracts, you know, put, you know, actually houses are selling for more than what they're being um, priced at. It's, it's, it's just crazy. I'm hoping that it'll change a little bit. Building supplies are also really have, you know, gone up in price a lot. You know, what you could buy in January, 2020 in lumber was probably, let's say four feet high by four feet, you know, and maybe 12, you know, 12 feet length. And now it's probably two feet. For a thousand dollars, you know, it's just it's 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 incredible. So, um, but there are still some houses out there available for families, and and people need to understand the process. And it also, in it more than just understanding the process, it's understanding what I need to become do to become mortgage ready. You know, what how much of a house can I afford? So I'm not looking at these huge houses that I can't afford, and then. Um, you know, what's my credit like? Do I need to improve my credit? How do I do that? Do I need to pay off some debts? Do I need to get a second job so I can, you know, afford, you know, afford a house? So those kind of things. And we help people realize that as well, both through our homeownership counseling program and through our financial coaching. The financial coaching is more money management, I would say. It's really delves into how you, how you reduce your debt load, how to, how to, Pay off some credit issues. What your what's on your credit report? What does it say? What does it mean? You know, how, how do I dispute something that's wrong on my credit report? How do I fill out the FAFSA form to apply for either myself or my children to apply for college? That's the financial assistance form that you have to always fill out, and it's not always easy to do. So, we have our coaches help with that. It's really driven by what the consumer wants. You know, what do you need to do? Do you want to buy a are you want, interested in buying a car? Are you interested in paying down some debts? What is it that you want to achieve? And then that coach works, works with them to do that. Is there an um, income requirement <laughs> for uh, participation in this program? No, I mean, obviously we like to, we're target our marketing and communications to lower and moderate income families. However, anybody of any income can receive this assistance, so. Financial coaching, is, is that a part of uh, home ownership education or is that a completely different uh, aspect of your program? It's completely different, but often what we see and hope for is that people go through our coaching program and then go on to a counselor to, to start the process of looking to buy a house. So, and that does seem to work really well. And we have some actually coaches that are specifically working with a group of families that fall into that sort of like, they're not quite ready to buy a house. They're more, their credit scores are not high enough. Um, you know, banks have all these requirements that they look at when you're ready to buy a house, not only your income, but your credit score and some other factors. So we um, really work with those kind of, with those people and we try to, I guess triage people too, that we could have people coming to say, I wanna buy a house. And we have to sort of say, you know, you're not ready, honestly. Why don't you consider going through our coaching program? And then you could be, you'll be ready. So that seems to work well. A crucial question uh, that I wanted to ask you is, do uh, families have to pay 
for your services? They only pay for a small fee for our housing counseling program. It's $125. And part of that funding goes to pay for your credit report. And then it, the rest of it goes towards um, paying a little bit of our costs. So we fundraise to really cover for our, the staff costs that we have. So that's the only program that does require a payment um, in terms of the individual counseling programs. So, and you mentioned foreclosure prevention. So Delaware has been right up there in terms of number one and number two in terms of foreclosure, even though there is a, you know, this moratorium going on right now, which is right now set to end June 30th. I mean, some of the banks were not, did not have to adhere to that, but anything with a federal backed mortgage, like from FHA, Federal Housing Agency, had to adhere to this foreclosure moratorium. So they couldn't foreclose on you if you were behind in paying your mortgage. However, we could be trying to educate families. You are still responsible for that mortgage payment and all those mortgage payments you haven't paid. So um, there is, thank goodness, um, Delaware did provide some foreclosure or mortgage assistance a while ago. And then now there's some more money coming down for the federal government that they are providing and working through the program and asking, and asking organizations like ourselves how to formulate that or how, to, um, how do we best make that work. So um, hopefully families who are even 12 months behind will be able to catch up with a huge payment to their mortgage company, or maybe we can write down some other principal and reduce what is owed. There's a variety of ways we could approach it. But basically in foreclosure prevention, we help families approach their lender and ask for the different options that they are available to them. And it could be that they can have a mortgage modification, sorry, I went blank, a mortgage modification and, or a forbearance. A forbearance is what you actually are forgiven. You don't have to, you're sort of delayed paying anything. You don't have to pay for a couple of months and then those months when you're out of work pass and then you start up again paying your mortgage. And then you're, you're typically your mortgage is just extended, you know, a few months for, to cover that. Um, a modification could mean actually a change in, in interest rates, the term of the loan, those kind of things. So we advise them or try to advise, and but the family is the one in the end who picks what to do, you know, um, what what your options are and how to how to pursue that. You know, we help you fill out the, the forms and submit those applications. If all that fails or the lender is not receptive. We, in Delaware, we're lucky to have a, a mediation program. So you would go to a mediation before you go actually to court. And there you get to see the lender or the servicer for the lender across this table. It, it used to be, now it's on Zoom, of course. And um, things can be negotiated at that point. And again, we help prepare the family for that hearing. Um, do you attend the hearing with them? We do, we're there. And we even pick up some at that day typically too. Yeah, this this appears foreclosure prevention really appears to be a hands-on activity for in-call. Yes. Uh, is, is this what I'm hearing? Yes, I, I would say all of our consumer services are hands-on, but yes, in particular, no, foreclosure. Yeah, yes. yeah I, under, I, can, I can see and that. You know, 
people are facing a tough times too. And you can get a very emotional person across from you when you're talking and it can be really hard. Um, and people are, are you, facing are, foreclosure for a variety of reasons, you know, honestly. So it can be divorce. It can be a lack of, the job, you know, they've lost the job due to COVID and other things, so. Are you receiving uh, new clients in, in, these, uh, in these programs now? Uh, from uh, from Delaware, are. anyway. Yes, we are. Um, Foreclosure is not as low right now. It's not as high as I would have expected. I kept thinking that the shoe would drop, so to speak. But I guess because of the moratorium being extended to June, through June, that's delayed some families. And of course, not everyone's gotten back to work, too, which is we do have to figure out a way if people aren't back to work, how do you know, how do you say that situation or not, you know, so. Karen, how do, do banks participate in your program? Well, they're the, they're the lenders often. So um, negotiations occur with them um, at their, in their servicing department or through a, a separate servicing entity. They also, I mean, they provide at the front end, they help, they provide loans. So we help families get, you know, affordable loans through different banks and mortgage companies. They also do fund us not to, not, you know, we very clear that we're not going to do X number of loans for you because you gave us money, but it's, it's very general that they give us a grant and we provide that assistance. Sometimes they also come in and teach um, part of the, you know, we'll have a full day workshop and they'll talk about how you approach a, a lender, those kind of things as well. So we have those kind of relationships and partners. So we, you know, the financial institutions are very important, obviously. So. Well, Karen, I want to thank you for the work you do with InCall and for joining me on Delmarva today. I want to thank all of you for listening. This is Delmarva Today. I'm your host, Harold Wilson. <laughs>